You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If the panel is, you know, posted online, somebody who's deaf is going to see, like, okay, well, there was a sign language interpreter or not. They automatically think it's not a space for them. So you're not just doing something for, you know, the, the moment that we're in. And that's a lot about invest in access. You're kind of doing it for what is, what is to come. Welcome to the Black Business of Broadway, a podcast brought to you by the Broadway League and Black to Broadway. Here, we highlight the stories, how-tos, and successes of the Black professionals and legends of Broadway. I'm your host, Janine Scott. Today, I have joining me Angela Johnson, who is the founder and CEO of Invest in Access. Invest in Access mission is it's simple. Uh, it's basically to set the gold standard of accessibility in America. Thank you, Angela. Janine, thank you so much. It's, it's a true joy to be here with you today. No problem. It is a joy for me to be chatting with you as well. So I want to let the listeners know how I met you. Uh, Angela and I have never met in person. Uh, <laughs> I started this position uh, during during the pandemic, and we were putting together our Listen, Learn, Act series. And I said, okay, this is great. It's going to be a webinar. Awesome. But we need someone who does um, American Sign Language. And they were like, oh, we already have someone. I'm like, really? Okay, who? And they were like, Angela, uh, um, we use Invest in Access. Uh, Angela Johnson is the CEO. I'll give you her information. And that was over a year ago. But I know that you've been with the Broadway League longer than I've been there. Uh, yeah. And You've you've been you've been such an asset um, to the Broadway League and to the Broadway community at large, and so I I am so happy to have you uh, and to talk with you uh, on today. Honestly, it's been phenomenal. There's not an industry that I can think of that I have more high regard for than the Broadway community. There's just such uh, diversity and joy within the Broadway community, and so being able to be entrusted to uh, help shape and guide disability inclusion within the industry is just truly, you know, a highlight of, of really all that I do. <laughs> so I'm so <laughs> you know, it's a very, very wonderful moment in time. Can you tell the listeners, you know, who is Invest in Access and what, what your mission is, what your vision is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, 
you know, our vision is big. <laughs> we want it, yeah. as you said, we want to set the gold standard of accessibility in America, essentially, you know, bringing recognition and, and visibility for individuals who live with physical or psychological differences. And we do this by contracting with, with individuals, with influencers, with organizations to bring forward access. It can be on a personal basis with an influencer guiding them on, you know, how to, how to create accessible social media. It can be in a community setting. If we are uh, speaking with art teachers, for example, who are working with students on, on an autism band and giving, we're giving a masterclass on how to do grade appropriate or adaptations to, to art classes. It can be on a corporate basis when organizations have the capacity to invest in, say, how do we make our marketing accessible? How do we make our events accessible? How do we have our workplace reflect, you know, all of, uh, the diversity of America with with people that live with disabilities. So just top down organizational change management. And uh, it's pretty expansive. We've got a long way to go, like in terms of just, you know, full accessibility and inclusion in America, though, we are just chipping away at the accessibility and disability inclusion aspect at Invest in Access. In your bio, you talk about this work being being personal to you. Yeah. Um, what was the driving force behind you creating Invest in Access? Sure. So I live actually with uh, the hidden disability of obsessive compulsive disorder. And obsessive compulsive disorder is um, a disorder, which means that it is lifelong. And OCD is also classified as a mental illness. And it's important for me to say that because, you know, there's many people who live functionally healthy lives in society that do live with mental illness, um, early identification, you know, access to treatment, these open discussions that we're having today, support, um, and also, you know, accountability of, of the person that does live with, uh, with the difference in my case, OCD, you know, um, it's just, that's that's my driving background basically so i do i live with ocd some people call it neurodiverse you know that's a newer mm -hmm, term mm -hmm. yes and you know the concept of neurodiversity if somebody is listening and hearing it for the first time it's it's basically you know that our cognitive differences aren't errors they're just like any other uh you know um they're just like any other diversity you know to be celebrated understood um and you know there's a lot of psychiatric differences uh, examples of neurodiversity, such as anxiety disorders or Asperger syndrome. Another term for OCD is a hidden disability. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people with hidden disabilities, you might think of dyslexia or chronic pain. Those are examples of, of hidden disabilities. And in my case, that I could go on and on and kind of, you know, talk about it or, or however you'd like to. So, yeah, no, no. Yeah, educate yeah. us. Educate, yeah, sure. educate so, us all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in my case, my disability was hidden even from me. Like though looking back, OCD has always been a through line in my life. I was super ritualistic as a kid. I would experience what is called magical thinking. And so magical thinking is when you have 
two like events say and they're completely unrelated to one another an example would be i could read the word dead and then for the remainder of the day i would want i would have an impulse to want to check to see if my loved ones were alive like make sure they weren't dead just by mm-hmm. by reading that word somewhere and though that can sound harmless, you know, because we all want our loved ones to be well. Most people can read a passage and then go on about their day, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, or I would be listening to a song and, you know, I would think, okay, well, if this certain song comes on next, that means X is going to happen and X is completely unrelated to anything, you know? Right, right. And so, you know, in my work environments, though, professionally for over a decade before I founded Invest in Access, OCD was a huge benefit. You know, I, I'm a hyper focused person. I'm hyper vigilant. You know, my natural state is hyper positive, extremely detail oriented, um, observational, and I have a high capacity to retain lots of, of different information. Um, someone, who has OCD or in my experience, I'm a solid copy editor, you know, certain mm-hmm. things, you know, um, a ghost writer <laughs> where, whereas if, you know, you're just talking to me, I might, like I said, with marketing and, and people in artistry, I might have a more difficult time having a linear thought that stays on focus. So if I'm copying editing or ghost writing for someone else, you know, I can make anyone sound incredible. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? So, you know, um, you know, without really knowing it, a lot of my work experiences aligned, aligned with my OCD. So that's like my so, backstory. So then how does that, I mean, you know, so then how does that translate personally? I mean, because yeah. I can understand how like you oh, probably sure. got exceeds <laughs> expectation. But how right. does that oh, align, man. like, personally? Yeah, personally. Because I, I could um, see, mm-hmm. you know, it being... The juxtaposition. Mm-hmm, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, you hit the nail on the head with that one. That's so true. Um, you know, things, I would say that while it while it made work easier, um, I don't want to, like, under-highlight exactly what you're saying. It is a disorder. So certain things that seem very easy to other people, like, I just did not do them at all something um like going out at night you know after eight o'clock when it was dark i would be super ritualistic about my my schedule eating foods i only ate certain foods i'd get paranoid that um and paranoid like quite literally paranoid i don't use the term lightly you Mm -hmm. know um that something felt wrong about the food i i would throw away this one was you know in hindsight, I'm like, oh my gosh, because some of it you got to kind of have a little bit of levity about in hindsight, because you, mm-hmm. you just know what you know when you know it. Um, though I used to actually throw away other people's food. Say it was my brother, my parents, I was living with someone and I was in their refrigerator. I would think it was quote unquote bad, you know, and that I was helping mm-hmm. them. <laughs> because, or I would take papers, you know what I mean? And I right. would throw them away to to decrease the clutter, like, oh, this really helps you. However, it's right. like, what, would you, what did you do, sis? You know, you threw away my paper. Like, I was eating that as just two days old, you know, something like that. This is so interesting. And yeah. it's so important. Right. Which, you know, which is another reason I, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation. I, I wasn't fitting in in traditional work environments. They weren't in spaces that 
were reflective of my experiences. And so I was just kind of like, I'm going to found Invest in Access. And, you know, with the vision that children will be be able to grow up with a, a, a better time and more access to resources than, you know. <laughs> than yeah, yeah. So than I might have had. Yeah. So um, it's been it's been awesome. I can't think of anything else that I would be um, wanting to do and help shape. So Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So you yes. touch on two things that that I, that I want to bring forward. I'll start with the first one. Uh, when you, you talk about... Um, not fitting in in the traditional work environment. So October right. is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Uh, so how can we as employers do a better job at attracting individuals like yourself and retaining them beyond checking the box and doing what's legally you know, required right. you know, with the ADA? How can right. we ensure that we go above and beyond to create that inclusive environment for right. not people just with visible disabilities, but those invisible, those hidden disabilities that you that you're speaking of for October and then all year round, like you're saying, Janine, um, it's really just about uh, making sure that um, employment opportunities reach the community also too that you're looking to draw talent from there are you know with with social media being super prevalent these days or you know there's also national organizations that work with with disability inclusion someone like myself or an advisor you know can really open you up to a network of individuals that are um highly talented in in their field and they're of the disability community. Somebody that's coming to mind right now, her name is Brittany Castle. She's phenomenal. She's a deaf artist on the East Coast and she does graphic uh, design and she's done commission pieces for Invest in Access. She's also worked with, you know, Netflix in recent years. And so it's just about hiring um, and looking for uh, the talent and building these relationships to think like, how can we include somebody that we might think, okay, well, we, in this industry, we've had two agencies as marketing agencies for, you know, 
all of time. Okay, well, now let's also just look to expand, um, you know, through hashtags or what have you, and just making opportunities more readily uh, available online, showing the, you know, the outreach is what I would say. For example, casting, you know, when you think about economic barriers or opportunities, like typically, when I think of casting, I think of uh, a casting call nowadays that goes online and it says, you know, it, this is public. You've got five days to submit. You've got to submit in this format. And we're looking for your submission to include the following things. And so, you know, traditionally, if you're on the receiving end and you get a submission, if you're expecting, you know, whether subconsciously or consciously for it to look a certain way for the lighting to be a certain way for someone's focus to be um maintained off you know you know not right at the camera though like kind of nearby and there's just a lot of um isms already <laughs> though mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm. working with though when you're working with somebody who lives with a disability their submission is probably going to look different um, than what you normally receive. And it really takes that receiver. It really takes conversations like the ones that we're having today for people to kind of just like, you know, drop into themselves and recognize the humanity of of a person. Um, mm. So when you receive that submission, not automatically dismissing it not automatically dismissing a resume because it might not look a certain way. Um, you know, just giving that opportunity to someone that you may have, you know, heard, because <laughs> it's it's true, you know, you even coming into the league, you didn't necessarily, you know, have to, to reach out to me. You could be like, well, I've got, you know, so-and-so um, mm-hmm. that I know, that I know. And so it really takes that kind of just like intentionality of, of relationship building, of being open to, um, to what is in front of you to say, well, maybe the story can be told in this way, or wow, this is something that's really genuine, though, and though it looks untraditional, like there's a different, you know, we can, we can have an artistic uh, look at it differently than we may have. So just like investing in, in the time is what I would say. And it's with, with casting, it's with how, you know, um, postings are, you know, posted. It's with, I think, like, we do a lot of work in the um, theater, film, awards kind of space. And, you know, just taking <laughs> that as an example, you can touch all of the workplace departments from, you know, like, if it's an event, you know, of national prominence, prominence like, how is this, and if you're making that in terms of a workplace operation, how is this event being broadcast? Are we putting in thoughtful time to do event notices? You know, sometimes like people want to have the element of surprise and they're like, tomorrow this is happening and it's happening here, you know? Um, yeah. But it's not, that's not like a very accessible uh, strategy, you know? Um, and so it's really just kind of living in the moment versus um you know, the moment. And what I mean is like 2022, you know, where mm-hmm. diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility ought to be celebrated. And that's what a lot of people, uh, gratefully, like, you know, you and the league are, are working towards um, versus traditional mindsets of the past of like, this is how we have done things. Um, this mm-hmm. is the only thing we need to include. A lot of times you'll see right now, 
with accessibility um, and, you know, uh, about going beyond the ADA is you might have somebody say like, well, you know, there's not anybody that's deaf that's joining this panel. Like, do, why do we need a, a sign language interpreter? And um, if the panel is, you know, posted online, somebody who's deaf is going to see like, okay, well, there was a sign language interpreter or not, they automatically think it's not a space for them. So you're not just doing something for, you know, the the moment that we're in. And that's a lot about invest in access, you're kind of doing it for what is what is to come, you know, if you provide opportunity to say that your event is accessible to say that there's there's seating for people who, um, who utilize a wheelchair, uh, you know, when you give this type of thoughtful advance notice, then you'll find you you're broadening your community, you're broadening your attendance, um, you're broadening your employment, you have to like, do the work on the and, yeah. um, that that's kind of become a niche phrase, you know, do the work, but it's, it's true in terms of like the thoughtfulness and time, and then it will result in just like a win-win for all outcomes. Right. And you know what, it, even though it's become cliche, it's real. Yes, you, it's true. We, we have to do, we have to do the work. I yes, mean, yeah. and I think, you know, you said I could have, you know, I could have reached out to people that I know that I've already right. known, but right. you know, my kids will tell you, um, something I say is your network is your net worth. And I'm not talking about oh, no, financial yes. net worth. Right. I'm talking about just as who you are as a person and Amen. the fulfillment yeah. that, um, who you become and who you grow to be. It has a lot to do with who you allow and who you who you allow, allow yourselves to meet yeah, and, yeah. and find yourself in company with. I mean, I learned right. something from everyone. And so yes. I love having an expansive uh, network. So when they said that, I was like, absolutely. OK, let's call it. Yeah. No. <laughs> you hit on something else that I, I, I said two things. And so I want to go back and catch that that other thing before yeah. we before we continue on. And that was, you mentioned being diagnosed late and um, about resources and things of mm-hmm. that nature. And so I want to talk a little bit about, about the stigma. I mean, heavily in our community, the black community, but right. there's just, there's also just a stigma. I'm going to say worldwide. And so I want to talk about the stigma and the re- the lack of resources, uh, the economic component. You know, how do you address that? How do we address that um, as as a community, as an industry, as a community of black folks and then as an industry of Broadway? How do we address that? Yeah, within within the black community, you know, I think that it's just, you know, time is is something that is like for, for me being late diagnosed, you know, there was nothing that could slow me down. Nothing could slow me down. It wasn't my 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 parents, my brother, like noting noticing personality traits in me. Um, it was just somebody who hadn't been in my life growing up. Didn't really know my um, you know my I guess like you know uh, symptoms of OCD or what have you. They would just kind of see them manifest and after it wasn't even that person was like in my life as, as someone close to me for, for a couple of years. It wasn't honestly, even until they weren't in my life anymore, they'd moved on to different location and whatnot that I really started to think back on like what they were, were telling me um, and started and sought treatment. So setting aside the time for yourself 
knowing that, you know, if I was talking to somebody who's like, I'm, I'm on the fence about seeking help or getting an evaluation to know what might be going on with me. It's like so true that, you know, you, you just, sometimes you can feel like you, you, how do I say this? I guess I would say like being OCD had very wonderful attributes in terms of my work, work environment, what I could do for other people. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, and then I would have a tumultuous time personally, like I like could not function personally. And so people who are highly capable and i would say a lot of people you know in the black community artists like your talent your work ethic so many things beauty are like looked to and sought after that you can like really not take time for yourself and so really just like knowing i want to be the healthiest version of myself and it's going to take you know time i and and that's just like if you notice that something is is off you're crying every day you're angry you're um confused you can't slow down you know there's certain signs of of living with like in my case um a neurological difference um disorder uh that you would seek treatment for and then in terms of disabilities that are more visible it's just really a matter of you know society making making this space and doing the work like the Broadway League is doing to to tell the stories authentically of to invite in a thoughtful way, you know, people that live with disabilities and that will do a lot for uh, for the broader inclusion. Awesome. And so you mentioned um, events and yes, so it was just announced, uh, I think, yesterday about Invest in Access involvement with the curtain up um yeah it's basically a broadway a broadway a broadway show pep rally yeah <laughs> and that oh you God. all will be providing <laughs> right right and yes. you all are going to be providing services for us uh you want can you talk a little bit about what that looks like preparing for a live event yeah you know um it's it's wonderful and it's like I, one of the things that we pride ourselves on in, at invest in access to is like a lot of you know pretty everyone actually i'll say it's true everyone who works with us is like of the disability community whether it's like a vendor or a freelancer they're either of the disability community or also as a black you know female founder i think you know there's currently something like quite literally five percent or less um black CEOs in the US, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's really important for me to provide opportunity like that was provided for me in the past, you know, access to opportunity for, um, for like people to that are of the black community to be to be on stage to be visible as interpreters. Um, And so it's just, yeah, it's awesome. We have a national network of of interpreters and depending on the project um you know with there are certain people who love uh performance interpreting who, who are well respected and also well respected by the deaf community we also work with interpreters who are cdis or uh it, or di's and what that acronym is certified deaf interpreters or deaf interpreters so we're really like cognizant of just making sure that 
excellence is represented in services the same as you know excellence is going to be represented in all of the people that are working curtain up so it's pretty cool we're looking forward to it <laughs> okay so before we wrap uh, yeah. I I have just one last question and it is what are your hopes for the future black leaders of Broadway because I consider you a leader a black leader in Broadway in not just in this area but but period and so again what are your hopes for the future black leaders of Broadway I really appreciate, um, you know, you saying that about me. Um, it definitely took time and introspection and work. And so I'm just really grateful and, and, and proud to be among the Black leaders of Broadway. And I take that honor seriously. Uh, and, you know, definitely with all of my work and, and life, you know, seek to be someone that lives with integrity and strength and continual improvement and openness. And so for the future Black leaders of Broadway, you know, just continue to listen to your heart, to the work and story that, you know, you know, you need to be telling. Sometimes that looks different than what you might think you need to be, you know, sometimes it's different than what you might think that it is. So just tuning into, you know, for me, I always knew that I wanted to be working with children. I always knew that I wanted to be doing something within the disability community. And it took like 12 years to realize like, oh, like this was part of my own life story. This is like my piece of the, the broader puzzle in society. And so, you know, continue to tune into you, invest in your, in yourself, and and just you know shine your own your own light into the, the space and then for other leaders in the industry it's just continually providing the access to opportunity and and being open to diverse perspectives telling the story i love it thank you angela Thank you so much. I hope we get to meet in person before. I know. (laughs) It's going to happen. Be sure to subscribe at bpn.fm slash bbb so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, tell a friend. I'm your host, Janine Scott, and we at the Broadway League hope you enjoyed this episode of the Black Business of Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.